This is Partnership for the Arts Radio. Come join us as we explore the worlds of art. Partnership for the Arts Radio is located at Virtual Edge 360 in Port Charlotte, Florida. This podcast was recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. Welcome back, everyone, for part two of our interview, because we are talking to Kelly Gaylord from the Punta Gorda Historic Mural Society. So, Kelly, we were talking about fundraising, in this case particularly for the firehouse. Fortunately, we had something called the Giving Challenge last fall, which we usually come up with a project, and our project was the firehouse mural. So we teamed up with the fire department, and of course, Chief Briggs made his famous barbecue, and we had a big to-do at the Civic Association, and we had our 24 hours, and we raised $18,000 Wonderful for that mural. So that really got us well on our way. Big kickstart. Big start, yep. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm thinking Chief Briggs' barbecue had a lot to do with that. <laughs> <laughs> we went on to do a boot drive and some other things, and then we had sponsors. And our sponsors for our murals are folks that come in and make a significant contribution. It's $1,500 minimum, and some give more than that. And for that, you are considered an official sponsor. You're put on our bronze plaque and also on our mural page. And, of course, we talk about you thank you at our at dedication. And so they have your eternal gratitude. They do, absolutely. So we had a, a significant number of sponsors that come out, including... Sunbelt Rentals, who gave us the scissor lift for a very reduced price. So they were a huge That's terrific. How long did it take for Skip to actually paint the mural? He was there for six months. Now, he didn't anticipate being there for six months. He figured it would be about four months. But he was having such a good time. And he was, and people, he's so good. When people stop by, we always encourage our artists as people stop by that they, they can stop and talk to them and explain to them what's going on in the process. So we had a lot of visitors. Yeah, you know, I, you keep mentioning that you had to get the scissor lift. I, I just imagine he was using the fire truck. <laughs> <laughs> but if they were called out. Well, that's why he takes a little longer. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Yeah. work on the lower level yeah. section. So, yeah. Yeah, it worked out really well. And there were a lot of bricks to paint for that. Oh, yeah. First firehouse. We painted a lot of bricks. I think that took about a month and a half. Wow. To all the bricks. Wow. Another thing that we were able to add, which we added some things along the way, if you look closely at the bricks, there are numbers that are etched as if they were etched in the bricks. They are all the badges, badge numbers of all of our previous fire. Oh, I didn't notice that. Seats. Yeah. Reason to go back and take another look. Oh, absolutely. Look. Yeah. And get more Chief Briggs barbecue. <laughs> so, so, Kelly, I think Skip is doing the upcoming mural as yeah. well. So, so our right? next mural we're right. so excited about is called Our Ladies Remember Mural. And it is our very first mural solely dedicated to the women of our past. So we are going to pay tribute to seven wonderful women from our past. And that's local. Local, history. absolutely. Mm-hmm. A local history. And... Again, we gave all this information to Skip. We said, okay, Skip, here's the wall. It's a corner wall um, down right downtown, and it's on the Bayside Optical Center. Well, a big thank you to them. That's perfect. That's right downtown. What a great spot. That's right downtown. Spot. Yeah. Very prominent spot yeah. in town. We're so excited about this. It is our 30th mural, which is mm. wonderful. Corner, actual corner will be on both sides. 
And the way we did that was we took all the history of the seven women that were selected who didn't necessarily come from the same era. They didn't. They were all different eras. They didn't always know of each other. And we gave those to, to Skip in the, in the same mural without it really being like a wall of heads. If you right. right. So yeah. we didn't want that. And he came up with an amazing, amazing design. He was creating two staircases because it is a very tall building. It's a two-story building. Right. So it looks like you're looking inside the building. Again, this trompoy effect. And you're seeing the inside staircases of this of inside this building. And the women are on the staircases. Oh, that's perfect. What a great idea. That's Which a great idea. so great. Yeah. And then he also was able to put pictures behind them, like wall hangings that you would see on a wall. And that helps us capture some essence of what they were about or what they were involved in. Can you uh, give us an example? So, for instance, we're going to be having uh, paying tribute to Sally Jones, who was the very first female superintendent of schools in the state of Florida. And here she's superintendent of Charlotte County. And what we're able to put in the picture behind her is a picture of the very first school, the original school that was named after her. What a great idea. Wow, that's so great. That kind of thing. So the other women are Lois Peoples, and Lois and her husband came to town, and she was a businesswoman, and they owned the IGA store in town, so that picture will have the IGA store. She was also very much involved in the women's club and a number of other things and really mentored a lot of women throughout the years. She was actually a very good friend of Sally Jones as well. Okay. And who else do we have on there? We also have Bernice Russell who is the founder of the Blanchard House Museum, and we're going to have that picture behind her. And then we have Cornelia Ponder, who was from the um, 1900s. She moved here, and she was a midwife here locally in town. Hundreds of Pontevorda babies, yes. both black and white, and really very willingly gave of her medical expertise and really helped people in need. And then the next person will be Helen Warble. came to town. She actually went to, to Cornell with her degree and started a catering business. She went on to become a volunteer firefighter. Yes, and she really? was a little wisp of a woman. She was, very small. <laughs> and then eventually, and she worked really hard to get the firefighters to be full, to be paid, full, full-time paid staff here in, in the county. Wonderful. And then went on to um, work diligently with the Women's Club and a number of other things in town. She's a wonderful lady. And then we have Tozy Hyman. And Tozy was the supervisor of elections here in town for close to a quarter of a century. And she was just a big, strong proponent of getting out the vote. And she, her, her signature move was she used to sit on the courthouse steps and read the results to the reporters. And uh, so Love she'll it. be sitting on the steps of the, of the staircase appropriately. And then our very last one is Virginia Tribune, who was the wife of our founder, Isaac Tribune. But she was extremely well-educated and came of a, from a very prominent family in Savannah. And she worked right alongside her husband and was quite the businesswoman, uh, worked to help get the Episcopal Church established here and a number of other things. She was she was the one they all liked. They didn't like, Isaac was, was a little difficult to get along with, but mm. they all loved her. Mm. So they're the seven women we'll be depicting. And now, so this has a tie-in with a book also, right? Yeah, so this idea originally came from, actually, Helen Warble. And Helen said, you know, we'll never see any women on murals here in town. And and uh, she started working with Libby Schaefer, and Libby was capturing her story. And she said, you know what? You should write a book about the women in our town that have done amazing things. So Libby created a book called The Ladies of Punta Gorda. 
which is really it's a wonderful book. Yeah. She's a little firecracker. Herself. She is as well. She's, she's currently finishing up, I think, her fourth book. Yes. So she's done a lot of stuff. So she brought the idea to me probably two or three years ago. And we started looking for a location and we started quietly raising money for it. And again, it's another quite large mural. So we've been raising money for two, probably two and a half years now. And we're just about there, or probably about four or 5,000 shy of what we need, but we'll have it by the end of the year, and we hope to start in October. And yeah, so that all came from her relationship with Helen. Right, right, who only passed away mm, just a couple of three years ago. Or, yeah, maybe three years, three years ago. Now, yeah. yeah, yeah. So well, I love this. You've got the murals depicting history, right? and you learn so much history just by what's being depicted in the mirrors. Absolutely. Right, right. Absolutely. So, Kelly, is Pundagorda unique in this mural depiction, you know, um, using that as a device, both uh, as a way to kind of dress up the town and also to promote our history? Actually, no. There's a lot of towns across the country. In fact, in Florida, just in Florida alone, there are over 21 cities and towns here in Florida that are called mural cities have at least two to three murals and we actually created something we, we joined forces with Lake Placid and Titusville those two mural societies last year and created the Florida Mural Trail really that's fantastic oh just last year just last year we wow. just launched it last year and we put together some criteria our criteria was that you had to have at least two murals because we wanted Arcadia which is DeSoto County Mural Society we wanted them included yeah two very large murals so we said at least two murals, but the more important piece is that you have to be maintaining your murals. Mm. You have to have an organization in place who, who actually does regular maintenance. Because all too often, people will have a great idea, they'll start painting some murals, and after about five or ten years, or even less than that, they'll start deteriorating. And if you don't have somebody maintaining them, we don't want people to go and see them because they're not going to be in good shape. So it's a great idea, but you have to have that organization in place. So we put that criteria in place and people started, we started reaching out and people started calling us and we're up to 21 cities at this point in time. That's wonderful. And if you go to floridamuraltrail.com, it'll bring up a Google map and you can locate them all and go to their own websites and learn more about them and kind of plan a trip through Florida. Yeah. Hey, Nanette, we can take your new car on that road trip. <laughs> yeah, so we're very fortunate to have a downtown area, but a lot of walls that we can paint on. There's actually a city here in, in Florida called Lake Placid that actually has 48 murals. Wow. Really? And in fact, they're in the process of doing their 49th. And so they have a lot. They've been doing it. They started about the same time we did back in 1994. And some of their murals are historic, meaning they capture the history, and some of them aren't. So they're kind of a mixed bag. So not all 21 of these cities are cities that have that are, that are depicting history, only some, just a few. But most of them are just depicting art. We just have various Which, kinds of art. That works for me, too. Yeah. It works, as, that, it works well as fantastic. Yep, just as well. Lake Placid is 48, so we do 49. We have just about 30. And then right behind them is Palatka. They have um, 22. So, okay, Kelly, you're an artist yourself. I know that you have done a lot of actual large-scale painting, ceiling painting. I know you have a mural in your home that you painted. Tell us about what mural painting is like. How is it different from painting on a canvas? 
Yeah, so a lot of people might consider themselves mural artists, and they can do a small mural for you in your house or paint something on a canvas and then, and then hang it, that kind of thing. But when you go to the, an outside canvas, if you will, an outside wall, you have to take look at it slightly different. The perspective's different. They might be viewing it from quite a, a distance, mm. um, or they might be viewing it up close. Like the firehouse mural is one where you can have a lot of detail because it's being depicted, being viewed very closely. That's not typically the case. Typically, they're viewed at least ten to twenty feet away, if not further away. So, as a mural artist, when you're doing a mural, an outside mural. You have to take that into consideration. So you have to have somebody who's very good at perspective and making sure they have their perspective correct. And being able to bring it to that size scale. Right, too. you have to be able to scale it up, absolutely. Which is not an easy thing to do when you're putting perspective in on something that's that size. That's correct. That's correct. So that's why we really have to to vet our artists, if you will. Right. Kelly, do you know how many different artists you've had doing murals? Yeah, I'd have to go back. I would say at least a dozen. I haven't counted recently. Over the years, several of our artists, like Charles Peck, who lives right mm-hmm. here in town, he's done seven, maybe eight of them for us. I think the Bayshore Lodge, which he just did, was, was probably number eight. We've had other artists that have done three or four. Probably, I think we're probably up to about a dozen artists at this point. And what about those artists? Are they still around, still living? Well... How many are still around? Because we've been doing this for a long time, so a number of them have have passed on or have moved out of the area or just gotten too old to be able to do them. So it's very physical, I would think, to do. Yes, yeah. especially. It's demanding, especially being outside. And outside, even though we typically paint in the, the cooler temperatures, it still can get warm. It's oh, yeah. can get warm. I know when Charles painted the hotels, he started in, I think it was, late December, early January, and came right through till June. So he was in the heat of the day mm-hmm. on scaffolding. He had to climb up the scaffolding. Very demanding. Kelly, how about the process that, that you go through interview-wise for these artists? So what happens is a lot of artists will reach out to us, which is wonderful. We have to ask, hope that we'll see our website. They'll send us a little message to say, listen, I'd love to be added to your list. Our initial response is, wow, that's great. Thank you for reaching out to us. Please send us some examples of the kind of work you've done and specifically outside murals and where they are and where they're located and, and pictures of those. So then we kind of grab that information and then we review it and determine if that's something that they can be added to our list. And you probably mentioned this, Kelly, but when was the Historic Mural Society, when was the first mural? 1995, we dedicated our first one. But still, that's a lot in that, in that time frame. Well, especially when you had to redo... Do 10 of them. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and the, the community really helped us out tremendously, and you know, it's been raised that money all over right, again. Right. So, Kelly, how has the whole process changed from uh, the beginning of getting money and, and raising money now? In, in the early days, the murals were typically sponsored by a particular person or a business. Um, there wasn't a lot of fundraising that we did, had to do. Um, for instance, our movie memories mural um, is the old is our old theater. Well, the, the Deskin family owned the theater, Vic Deskin and his dad, and so they sponsored that mural. Now, unfortunately, we had to recreate it, so they paid for it a second time. Oh, wow! So that was yeah, really yeah, nice. So we lost it, and like 
Um, the Watitsky General Store was sponsored by the Watitsky family. So people who have been here a long time, if, if they're part of that history, a lot of times they step up to the plate and help us out tremendously. Right. right. So uh, I think everybody would agree a big thank you to all of them, you know, which makes this place a great town. Right, which is great. So you've mentioned your website a couple of times. Let's get the address for that. It is www.huntagordamurals.org. Murals with an S, dot org. Okay. And donations are tax deductible? Tax deductible, absolutely. We have a donation page. And I um, encourage you, you can even... You can even do it with your credit card and get your miles. Oh, there you <laughs> go. There you go. <laughs> and get your points. Absolutely. And like I said, our website, was we built it probably three or four years ago, and it is mobile device ready, so you can you can view it on your tablets and your phone, which is great. <laughs> but it does have a, a, an individual page for every mural. Right. Um, and it also has an interactive map, so you can go to the interactive map page and find any mural on there. And uh, it also has a, a page that talks about our classes and our tours. Okay, great, yep, great, perfect. because that is really a treat to to be able to have somebody really walk walk you through the murals. Um, I'm a little lazy, but I like the idea of that. And then Absolutely. you can go appreciate them. So that well, part gets added. Why that I'm lazy? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, the we clock. walk around and see the murals a lot because you, you actually, when you walk around downtown Punta Gorda, they, they really are just about everywhere you turn around. I mean, they are. The courthouse and everything else. So. But I love the idea, though, of having a class, Yes. getting all the information, and then seeing the murals. Mm -hmm. So you see them in the class on the screen, yeah. and then you can do your own tour. Please don't say from your car window. <laughs> We'll be right back. This podcast was recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. You can find this and other episodes of our talk show on our website, partnershipforthearts.group.org. And we're back. And we were talking about being able to walk around and scan the code and get all the information. Absolutely. And, we, and in some of our murals, there's, there's hidden figures, hidden things yes. to find on a few. We try to encourage our artists to do that because it's always fun to find. So those kinds of things you find on the tour. Yeah, right. In the class. That's good. Yeah. We have a very active Facebook page as well. So we encourage folks to go in and like us to get lots of information. I've done that. Done that. I'm actually following you there on Facebook. Oh. So post it and share Awesome. On, on our pages. Nice. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So yeah. good. That's great. So, Kelly, how did the class come about? Class was actually a, a great idea. It came from our tours because we'd be doing our tours and people would say, oh, no, wait a minute. Now, you just said this was 1920. Was that, did this happen before or after the last one we just saw? So people would get confused what happened first. Right. So I said, well, wait a minute. If I put them in chronological order, then you can kind of view them the way the history worked. Right. But you can't walk that way, but you can do right. it from the class. Right. You see it in the class. Right. And, and one more time, Kelly, when are you giving that next? The next one is, is in September, September 18th. And it always starts about around 930 and it goes right to noon. So then you can break and have lunch right downtown. And registration is open through the, through the, the FGCU, FGCU Renaissance, Renaissance Academy. Renaissance Academy, yep. So, great. I, gotta go sign up. I think we should. <laughs> HCC.edu.
So great. Well, Kelly, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank I you. This is wonderful. This is such a unique thing about Pentagorda, and um, it's great to learn a little bit more about it from somebody who really knows all the ins and outs. Yeah, it was great history lesson mm-hmm. on the murals mm-hmm. again depicting the history of the, of the area so kelly thank you so much for coming on and, and spending this time with us we really appreciate it we love telling our story yeah especially since i actually got the right date this time yeah you can edit that part out <laughs> <laughs> kelly you have a good day and annette you have a wonderful day too and dave you have a wonderful day too i certainly <laughs> <laughs> This podcast was recorded at the Visual Arts Center in Punta Gorda, Florida. And you can find other episodes of our talk show on our website at partnershipfortheartsgroup.org.